You may have heard the expression, love is blind. Love is blind. I think the idea behind that is that when a person is very much in love, you can't see the, the failures of the other. Uh, that's, the, that's what the expression means. I think in reality, love is anything but blind. Love recognizes the good and the bad in the other. But, the, but I think that, that idea uh, is maybe more accurately expressed, but infatuation is blind. When you're infatuated by someone, then you just cannot see their errors. Like They just walk on sunshine. And, and when they speak, music emanates from their vocal cords. And as they walk, they don't walk, they glide, they flute. You know, and even if they were to drop something, oh, how elegantly they dropped that. <laughs> you, know, you, can't see, you can't see their flaws. Infatuation, infatuation is blind. Love, love, sees, love sees the truth. Uh, but I was thinking about, this, about this, 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 this battle for the heart. When we're engaged in a battle, uh, whether, again, we've said this a few times here, we're engaged in a battle whether we want to or not, whether we realize it or not, whether we recognize it or not. We are engaged in a battle. And you can be on a, on a battlefield with bullets whizzing all around you and bombs going off and just you know, click your heels together and say, there's no place like home, there's no place like home. But you're still on a battlefield. You, know, you can stick your head in the sand, but you're still on a battlefield. So you can deny it, you can, you can say, this is normal, this is normal, this is normal, but you're still on a battlefield. You know, regardless of how much we try to kind of convince ourselves that this is all okay, ultimately there is a battle raging around us. And that battle is for the heart. The battle that, that, that we're engaged in is a battle for the heart. And this is where the external reality of this battle isn't always so apparent. Because if the battle is for the heart, it's an interior struggle. It's an interior battle. It's a battle, a struggle for, for virtue. It's a, a battle for the will. But exteriorly, everything might look absolutely fine. And that's where, like the Western world, and especially now with social media, <clears throat> we can easily be tricked into thinking... Everything should be okay because I have everything I'm supposed to have. I have many people liking me on Facebook or Instagram. I get lots of thumbs up when I post something. Um, maybe I'm a slight influencer and people follow me. And maybe I look fairly okay and maybe I exercise regularly and maybe there's plenty of money in the bank and maybe everything is going according to the standards of society. Everything is going well in my life. But if that's the case, why aren't I happy? Why aren't I happy? If I have all these things and I dress the way I'm supposed to because I, you know, I dress, I dress fashionably and I, I do all of these things, make moral compromises because that's what you're supposed to do to be happy. So we do all of these things and then we're still unhappy. We're still unhappy. Then what's it all for? Like all of this, all of this, these, these, these efforts to look a certain way and dress a certain way and act a certain way. And yet it leaves me unhappy and empty and maybe even feeling used, maybe even feeling rejected, and yet I've done my best to be accepted by, by everyone and everything and all the standards I'm supposed to live by. And yet, it doesn't fill me at all. Well, that's, that's just it, you see. The, the battle is a battle for the heart. So everything may look good on the outside, and that means absolutely nothing. Nothing. It means nothing. The battle is a battle for the heart. Uh, Father Paul, the founder of my community, he said to me once, he said, uh, do you know the way in, in confession, when we go to confession, I think by nature, most people are very humble in confession. When you go to confession, it's kind of, you know, it, it's, it does actually happen, but it's kind of quite rare that someone would go to confession 
and say, hey, Father, how are you doing? Look, I just want to say a few sins, and you're going to give me absolution, and I'm out of here. Okay? Is that okay? Deal? You know, generally speaking, we go to confession, and we're a little... I'm sorry, just... Yeah, just... Uh, you know, kind of made a few mistakes, and sorry. Just, um, you know, generally speaking, I... Our demeanor is a little more humble. We don't go in and command in confession. Okay. So in, in, in confession by nature, we're recognizing where we've done wrong, and it brings out a certain humility in us. But imagine if our sins were printed on a T-shirt that you had to wear all day. Everybody could see them. And they could just see your t Ooh, hello. <laughs> and they, read, they could read your sins. Imagine if every time we committed a sin, it was, it was, it was added on to this T-shirt how humble we would be. How humble we would be if people knew the real us or the things that we've hidden and the, the hidden sins in this battle for the heart. How humble we would be if our faults and failures were declared to the world. No one lights a lamp to cover it with a bowl or to put it under a bed. No. He puts it on a lampstand so that the people may see when they come in. For nothing is hidden, but it will be made clear. Nothing secret, but it will be known and brought to light. Now the Lord isn't saying that your sins will be declared to the world. Of course not. If they've been absolved, they're gone. So you don't need to worry about them. What he is saying is that this secret life that we have this interior life we have this battle for the heart that's going on it matters it's the only battle that, that really really matters because it matters for all eternity whatever exterior battles I win if that's in like as regards sport or as regards in my job you know uh, maybe applying for a promotion or whatever and I win that battle whatever it is all those kind of things all of them superficial things they'll, they'll, they'll pass the battle for the heart doesn't. The battle for the heart matters. The battle for the heart is eternal. Whatever way this battle ends, it's, it's, it has ended forever. So the enemy, when he tries to dissuade us from prayer, when he tries to take us away from God, he's aiming at the heart. Because if you control the heart of a person, you control the entire person. The body, the body will follow. You know, if a person, if a person in, in their heart of hearts really wants to compete in a marathon, then the body will follow. You know, they'll, they'll go to training, they'll go to diet training, they'll hot and cold showers and ice bucket, ice baths and all that kind of, they'll do all that's necessary. If the heart really, 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 really desires it, the body will follow. You win the heart, you win the battle. So the enemy aims for the heart. This interior battle. So... Hidden, our hidden life is the most important aspect of our lives. You know, our attitude in prayer, how we pray, what I think about when I'm in the chapel. Am I praying or am I just thinking? Am I adoring God? Am I praising him? Or am I just tolerating the program? Uh, am I happy enough that people think I look holy? Or is my goal to be holy in the eyes of God? It's enough for me that it just, I just look that way, you know, because I mean, there are all sorts of things that we can do to look holy or to look like the, you know, the really good Catholic. You know, we can, this was more of a problem maybe 40, 50 years ago where people want to look holy. 
do you know, they wanted to be the one to lead the rosary now in the parish church to make sure everyone knows about it. Bridey always leads the rosary. And no one, no one, no one but Bridey will lead it. And Bridey now, if you will cut the head of anyone who tries to. You know what I mean? So, like, the, the, the kind of people who want to be, have, have control of something religious to look holy. Again, it's the same thing can happen priests and religious. You know, that we want to be well-known or have the, I don't know, the bigger mass on the weekend or, or write some book of, no, of notoriety. You know, all, all those kind of things. Or, or Catholic families as well, wanting to look Catholic and be recognized as Catholic and whatever. Um, all that sort of thing. All that kind of superficial nonsense. Uh, all of that is just irrelevant. What matters isn't how we are in the sight of man, but how we are in the sight of God. And is that enough for us? Or do we deep down want people's applause and recognition and affirmation and adulation? The battle for the heart, that's, that's the battle that matters. That's where the enemy will find whatever weakness it is, if it's laziness or if it's pride or if it's lust or if it's anger or if it, Whatever it may be, whatever the, whatever the temptation is, whatever your, your, your weakness is, that's what the enemy will go for in order to win the heart. And when he's won the heart, your body follows, everything else follows. So the battle is for the heart. So in our year here in Holy Family, this is what we're aiming to, to heal, this is what we're aiming to grow. This is what, this is what the, the whole, everything that we do is aimed at. It's aimed at the heart. It's aimed at deepening this personal relationship with the Lord. That's also what the enemy, what everything, the, 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 all, the whole arsenal of the enemy is aimed similarly at the heart. You know, so he'll, he'll tempt us with discouragement, tempt us with anger, tempt, tempt us with jealousy, comparison, all those things. The usuals. And the Lord then, all his angels, all of heaven, all the staff here, our goal is to, to aim everything at the heart that, that we discover who we are, who God is, and how we want to respond to his call of love. So it's, a, it's an exciting, it's a, again, it, it, I think it's important to look at this battle with excitement rather than look at this battle with absolute shock. And, you know, that fight or flight, and, you know, you hear bombs go off and you just stand there and go, <laughs> just, sorry, do something. <laughs> we'll teach you during Airsoft how all that works. Uh, when you get shot at, duck, okay? So uh, during, during the battle, like it's, I think it's, it, 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 it is a battle. But I think what's important or what's good to get excited about is that ultimately we know the battle has been won in the sense that, be careful of this, in the sense that the Lord has defeated sin, the Lord has defeated death, the Lord has defeated all the consequences of sin. That they're, like, the enemy is already defeated. That said, we can lose battles along the way and souls absolutely can be lost along the way. But ultimately, like, the war is won, the battle is won. So we can be confident in that and, and, and excited by the fact that I get to participate in that victory. I get to, to help the Lord in that victory. But it, the battle is already won. But I still have to be careful that, that I don't get lost along the way. I have to take care of, of my heart. I have to defend my heart. I have to fill my heart with good things. I have to live as if all that goes on in my heart will be declared to the world one day. And if it is, will people be shocked at how holy I was? Or shocked at how bad I was if, the, if our interior lives were to be declared to the world would you be proud of yourself so we must live in a way that pleases God interiorly in our own hearts
So we ask the Lord today to deepen our relationship with him, to deepen our love for him, that as the opportunities come up in daily life to serve him, to renounce ourselves, to serve others, uh, to choose the last place, to decrease that he may increase, that we may avail of them all and become the saints that he's calling us to be. Amen.